Hare Krishna. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale, Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Tinami, Namaste Sharshati Devi Gauravani Pracharine, Nirvishesha Shunavadi Pashtakta Deshatari, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Andraita Gadadha, Shri Bhashani Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Prabhupada Ki So, <coughs> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after taking sannyas, he went to Jagannath Puri and he stayed in Jagannath Puri for a while. And there he delivered Sarvabhum Bhattacharya, the greatest Vedantist of that time. And in this way we can see one thing that many of these followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, many of the followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not actually accept him as the Supreme Personality of God. They kind of protested, but then eventually they accepted him. So that is the difference that we see in the difference between Mahaprabhu's condition and what's going on in today's world, the trend in today's world. And that was also there in the early days, like when Krishna was there there was a personality called Pondraka and some of his followers started to say that he is the Supreme Personality of God. And he also started, got fired up at that, got picked up and he started to think that he is the Supreme Personality of God. Like nowadays we see that some people say he is God, he is God and everybody thinks he is God and as a result of that there are so many gods. In today's world, everybody is God, but only the Supreme Personality of God in Himself is not God. <laughs> but uh, that was not the case with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Like people, I mean, Sarvam Bhattacharya didn't accept Him at the beginning. King Pratapurudra didn't accept Him at the beginning. And we'll see many others also, like Prakashananda Saraswati. We'll see how he was very much against Sri Chaitanya. So, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then decided to travel to South India. And Mahaprabhu used to stop at night at different places, different villages, and he would stay there in the village for the night, and whole night he would do Ishtagoshri with the local people. Uh, Ishtagoshri means they all will gather and he will speak to them, give them 
the spiritual guidance. Tell them about the goal of life. In this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was converting people into Krishna consciousness, one after another village. And it started to spread in an amazing way. Krishna consciousness started to spread. And we can well imagine like the personalities getting direct association of the Lord, then what would happen? Automatically they would become affected by that. And not only become affected by Him, but they were actually empowered by Him also. They would become empowered by Him and they would go to go and start to preach to others. It has been described that that's how it was spreading. They would go out and preach to others. They would become inspired and they would go out and preach to others. Uh, in this way, in geometric progression, Krishna consciousness started to spread. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the bank of river Godavari. He was sitting under a tree and he saw a personality, a royal personality, came surrounded by many brahmanas, many people were following him. He came to take bath in Godavari. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was sitting on the bank of the river under a tree under a banyan tree and Mahaprabhu, it has been described that although Mahaprabhu's mind was running towards that person, but he restrained himself. He was sitting there but his mind was running towards him. And when that person looked at Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, something happened to him. And he came to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, Are you Ramananda Roy? He said, Yes, I am the most fallen one. He said, I heard about you from Sarum Bhattacharya. And I was eagerly looking forward to meet you. And he responded by saying, Sarum Bhattacharya treats me as, as a servant. Therefore, he is always concerned about my welfare. And that's why he, is, he has made this arrangement. He asked you to deliver me. Now, mind you, there are so many people around and they were quite surprised what's happening. Generally, the sannasis did not have any dealings with uh, mundane people those days. They used to stay aloof from all that. And here is the governor of the place, and they embraced each other. Like the sannasi would not behave like that. He would not embrace a mundane person like that. And the governor also is so humble in front of him. 
So Ramananda Rai said that this place is not the right place and not the right time. So I'll come again. And in the meantime, one Brahmana came and invited Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to his house to have lunch. So Mahaprabhu left with him. The next day, Ramananda Rai came just with one person, one Brahmana with him. Didn't bring anybody with him. And he made Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he told, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him, please tell me what is the ultimate goal of life? What is the objective of what should be the ultimate objective for one's spiritual endeavor. So Ramananda Rai quoted from <coughs> the scripture and said the performance of Varnashram is the ultimate goal of life because that's the way, that's the way to please Krishna. Varnashtamacharubhata Purushena Parapuman Vishnur Aradhate Pantha Nainanta Tushukarana Varnasham is the means, is the way to please Vishnu. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, but that is external. Tell me what is beyond that. Mahaprabhu said that because Varnashram is based on the modes of material nature. It's a material consideration. When one is in the material platform, there is a consideration of Varnashram. In mode of goodness, one is Brahmana. In the mode of passion, one is a Kshatriya and so forth. So it's a, it's a matter of the modes of material nature. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected that. Then Ramananda Rai said the performance of Karma Yoga is the goal of life. The activities in order to please Krishna. And he quoted a verse from Bhagavad Gita. Jat karosi, jadasnasi, jat juhoshi dadasi jat, jat tapushoshi kumteya, tat kurusha madata. Whatever you do, jat karosi, jat asnasi, whatever you eat, jat juhasi, whatever you offer in sacrifice, dadasi jat, whatever you give in charity, and jat tapasrishi, whatever austerities you perform, tat kurusha madarpana, offer the results of all your actions to me. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected that also. That's also external. External means it's also relating to the 
material nature. They are related to the materialistic Then Ramananda I mentioned about karma tag, rejection of karma. Sarva dharman parikdajya, mamekam sharanam kajya. Ahantvam sarva papibhyo, moksha ishami masaja. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected that also. That's also external. Tell me what is beyond that. Then Ramananda Rai spoke about Gyanamisha Bhakti, devotional service in knowledge. And he quoted from Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma na sochati na kamshati sama sarveshu bhuteshu mad bhaktin lavate param although it is said mad bhaktin lavate param he at that point he receives my transcendental devotion but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected that also tell me beyond Then Ramananda Roy quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam the statement of Brahma Sthane sthitva shuti gatan tanubhag manomi prayesha ajita jita asri api taishtritaka Gyane prayasa mudapasya namanta eva Jivanti Sanmukharitan Bhavati Yavarta. The endeavor of the jnana or knowledge or the endeavor for liberation when that is given up. And surrendering unto the lotus feet of the Lord according to the instructions of Sanmukhavarta. Instructions of the exalted saintly person. And then Krishna, who is Ajita, one who is inconquerable, Ajita becomes conquered. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted that. Because that is the platform of pure devotional service. Karma and Jnana both have been rejected. Jnana karmad anapritam anukullena krishnanushilanam bhaktir uttama. When the endeavor for karma, fruitive activity, and jnana endeavor for liberation are given up. Because these two are the two sides of the same coin, material material enjoyment in the material platform and giving up the desire for material involvement. 
So that's why both karma and jnana are related to material nature. Liberation is related to the material nature. Whereas pure devotional service is transcendental to the material nature. Jnana prayasamada parsha or jnana karmad anabritam. Anukullena Krishna Dushinanam Bhakti Uttama. Giving up the tendency of enjoyment in the material nature and the tendency of becoming free from material bondage. Both are given And accepting the service to Krishna exclusively only for his pleasure. So he accepted that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted that. That's the pure devotion. So we have to understand that unless and until one transcends the material platform and comes to the platform of pure devotional service, he is not really properly situated in his spiritual identity. Even liberation is not spiritual. Liberation is also a material consideration. As we can consider, like getting out of the prison cannot be the ultimate goal. When one is in a free state, what he is going to do, that should be the consideration. So, <clears throat> that's why, uh, in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted that and uh, through that he reminded us what should be the goal of life. Therefore, Devotional service is beyond liberation. And then Bhachaitanya Mahaprabhu continued. Please continue to tell me. Sthane Sritva Shruti Gatan He accepted that. But still, Iho Hoi. That's right. But Age Kapuar. Tell me something that's beyond. Then Ramananda Rai spoke about devotional service in the mellow of neutrality. Mahaprabhu accepted that. Yes, tell me what is beyond that. Devotional service in servitorship. Good. What is beyond that? Devotional service in Friendship, Sakkhiras. Yes, what is beyond that? Devotional service in parental mellow. Then devotional service in conjugal relationship. That's the ultimate. But still, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't stop at that. He said, yes, that's right. Tell me what's beyond what's beyond that. So Ramananda Rai responded, I didn't know that anyone could ask what is beyond that. <laughs> but still he continued that you are questioning me and you are also empowering me to answer the question. 
So if you continue in this way, then maybe I'll be able to say something. And then he says in the conjugal mellow, the gopis of Vrindavan are the highest. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, yes, what's beyond that? Then Ramananda Rai said, Krishna is dancing with millions of gopis. But in the center, Krishna is dancing with one gopi. So that gopi must be very special. And when that gopi became upset and left the Rasamandali, Krishna left all the other gopis and went searching for her. So this gopi must be very special. So in this way, gradually, he came to the point of revealing the identity of who is the special gopi? Srimati Radhana. And so then Rama, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Yes. But now tell me Krishna's qualities and Radharani's qualities. So Ramananda Roy went to describe Krishna's amazing qualities. And Radharani, who is Srimati Radharani? Radharani is the personification of Krishna's love, personification of Krishna's pleasure potency. All of Krishna's pleasure is in her. And all of Krishna's pleasure comes from her. So in this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, through his discussion with Ramananda Rai, established the ultimate pinnacle of devotional service. And then at one point, his identity was about to be revealed. Talking about Radharani uh, and Krishna, in order to understand her love, Krishna assumed her mood and Krishna assumed her mood, not only the mood, her complexion. So now what's happening? <laughs> Ramananda Rai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, okay, fine. <laughs> There's no need to tell anymore. But very mercifully, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu transformed himself and Ramananda Rai saw who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, Rasaraj Mahabhav Dui Rasaraj Krishna and Mahabhav personification 
of the highest devotional mellow, highest devotional mood, Mahabhav, Srimati Radharani. They became one and now they became separated. Radha, Krishna, Pranaya Vikriti, Ladini, Shakti, Ashmad, Ekat, Mano, Gopi, Bhuvi, Pura, Deho, Bhedam, Gato, Tau, Chaitanakham, Prakata, Madhuna, Tadvayam, Chaitkamaktam, Radha, Bhavad, Duti, Shubhavitam, Nomi, Krishna, Swar. Radha, Krishna, Pranaya, Vikriti, Ladini, Shakti. Pranaya means love. Vikriti means transformation. The transformation of the pleasure-giving potency, which is actually Krishna's love. That is Srimati And Deho Bhedam Bhubi Pura in the past. Although in the spiritual realm there is no consideration of past and future, it's all eternally existing. But still there is a consideration that at, just for our understanding, potency, the, in the, the energy, and the energetic, generally one. Energy and energetic are one, but they became two. Deho bhedam gatoto, they became separated. Energy and en became separated from the energetic. So the energetic is Krishna and energy is Srimati Radharani. They became separate. Now Chaitanya come in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prakata Madhuna, now they have become one. So when energy and energetic become one, then it is Sri Chaitanya. Deho Vedam Gatoto, Chaitanya Khan Madhuna. And how they became one? Radha Bhavud Duti Shubhavitam, Naomi Krishna Sarupa. Radharani's mood. What is Radharani's mood? That's the mood of love. She is the Mahabhav Sarupi. She is the personification of Mahabhav. And that Mahabhav Sarupini, Srimati Radharani, she is the personification of Mahabhav. Now, if the Bhav is taken off, then what is left? In that respect, I heard one example, analogy. like the threads are woven together 
and then it, it becomes cloth. So if all the threads are taken away, what will be left of the cloth? So similarly, if bhav is taken away, see Maha, Srimati Radharani is the personification of Mahabhav. Now if the bhav is taken away, then what will be left? So that means in totality, Srimati Radharani is with Krishna. When the bhava, Radha bhava, so that means Radharani in totality in with Krishna. It's not that uh, Radharani's bhav is one thing and Radharani is another thing. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna took the bhav and Radharani is there. When the bhav is taken, that means totality of Srimati but then again, another question arises. So this is how uh, spiritual reality is inconceivable. Uh, in one hand, we know that Srimati Radharani in totality uh, is with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and that is, the, um, with Krishna, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But then again, we get to see Gadadhar Pandit. Radharani's uh, incarnation in Mahaprabhu's pastime. So this is how it is inconceivable. Although Radharani in totality with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but at the same time as Gadadhar Pandit also he is present. So anyway, so the point is with our mundane intellect we won't be able to understand all that. Therefore, we have to let leave our intellect behind. Just accept. Because you are dealing with inconceivable. That that is inconceivable cannot be conceived with our intelligence. It's inconceivable. So, so this is how through Ramananda Rai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established a very, very wonderful example to us. And through that discussion, we actually get to understand what is, who is Krishna and who is Srimati It's taking us to the highest region of the spiritual sky. And therefore, it is through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only that we can possibly understand Srimati Premo Rasho Shima Radharo Mohima Jagote Janatoki. If Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't come, then who would have revealed the glory of Srimati Radharani to this world? And Ramananda Rai became so attached to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's natural. Uh, who is Ramananda Rai? Ramananda Rai is Vishadha. For that matter, Ramananda Rai is actually four personalities in one. Ramananda Rai is Vishadha, expansion of Vishadha, expansion of Lalita, expansion of Arjun, the cowherd boy, and expansion of Arjun, the Pandava. So then again, how four personalities can become one? In the spiritual context, 
one can become many and many can become one. How? Don't question. <laughs> because it is inconceivable. And <clears throat> so then yeah, Ramananda Rai became so attached to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he decided to quit his position as the governor of that province, South India. And King Prataparudra also was so understanding and favorable and so patronizing that he accepted Ramananda Rai's resignation and he continued to give him the, the uh, whatever you call it, uh, salary, I won't call it, I would use the expression salary, the pension or whatever. And so, <clears throat> but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued his journey to South India. He went to, there's a beautiful description of Mahaprabhu's travel through South India, how he went to different places and he went to see different temples. He, uh, whenever there was some holy place, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would go there and visit them, visit the temples there, take bath in the rivers and uh, he had some very wonderful encounters. At one place, Rama Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met one Ram Bhakta. And that person invited Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to, to lunch. He's a Brahmana. And he was constantly chanting the holy name of Ram. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted his invitation and stayed at his place, accepted and had lunch at his place. Then he went to some place of pilgrimage and then he came back to this Brahman's house. But he saw this time he is not chanting the name of Ram. He is chanting the name of Krishna. So, Mahaprabhu asked, what happened? Like, you were chanting the name of Ram last time I came here. And how come you are chanting the name of Krishna? So, that person then told him that from my childhood I am a devotee of Lord Ram. And since then I have been uh, chanting the holy name of Ram, knowing that Ram is the giver of supreme pleasure. And by chanting his name, I was getting this delight. <clears throat> but ever since I met you, something happened. Once I chanted, once I uttered the name Krishna, 
And since then I cannot stop chanting Krishna's name. <laughs> said, I don't know what happened ever since I met you. And in that discussion, one very wonderful awareness came out. Lord Shiva is telling Parvati that 1000 name of Vishnu equals to one name of Ram. 1000 name of Vishnu equals to one name of Ram. And three names of Ram equals to the name Krishna. And he also explained, though he is a scholar, a learned scholar, that Krishna, the word Krishna is the personality who is all attractive and now is indicating surrendering unto him. So in this way, again another through another pastimes, we see how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu influenced different persons and made them into devotees. <clears throat> that actually takes to another encounter with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu another encounter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with a Ram devotee. So this devotee invited him to lunch. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to him, he found that he didn't cook anything. So he said, what happened? He invited me and he didn't cook anything. And he was so absorbed in the mood of huh, Ramchandra, that he said that when Lakshman brings some roots and fruits from the, and vegetables from the forest, then Sita Devi will cook. But so far he hasn't come back. <laughs> so then he realized that he invited Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so he quickly cooked something. And <clears throat> so, and he fed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he himself was fasting. So he said, what happened? You are not eating. And he started to cry. That Sita Devi is the mother of the universe. And this demon, Ravana, touched her. That just that thought makes me so, so miserable that I don't feel like living anymore, I just feel like living my body. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu consoled him, said, look, Ravan couldn't touch Sita. When Ravan came, then Sita went away and presented an illusory form and Ravan actually took that illusory form. It was not real Sita but illusory Sita or Maya Sita. So then the Brahmana became pacified. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was traveling in South India, he went to Rameshwaram 
So there he came across Kurma Puran. And in the Kurma Puran, there is this description that when Ravana came, then Sita took shelter of Agnidev, fire. And Agnidev took Sita and in place of Sita, an illusory form was presented. And then, after killing Ravan, when Sita was made to go through the test, Agni Pariksha, at that time, the real Sita was given to Ramchandra and the Maya Sita disappeared in the fire. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu copied that narration from Kurmapura. And he again went back to the Brahmana and gave it to him. So this is how he pacified the Brahmana. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu during his travel came to a place where Residents were extremely scholarly, extremely scholarly. But they were all absorbed in all different kinds of philosophical speculation. Like Naya, Mimamsa, Mayavad, etc. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went there, Different people came and started to challenge Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with their philosophy. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated all of them and as a result of that the whole place became devotees of Krishna. All these intellectual individuals gave up their respective pursuits and became devotees of Krishna. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Sri Rangam. Sri Rangam is the place for the Sri Sampradaya, Ramanuja Charya's seat, Sri Rangam. And there he made a very exalted Brahmana who invited him to come to his house. The name of that Brahmana is Venkat Bhatta. Venkat Bhatta, very exalted person. And Venkat Bhatta requested Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that this four months of monsoon, one is not supposed to travel. So please stay at my place. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted his invitation and he stayed at Venkatvatra's house for four months. And due to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's influence, they all became devotees of Krishna. And Venkatvatra's nephew is Gopal Bhatta Goswami, one of the prominent Goswamis of Sikh Goswami one of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. He was a young boy at that time. But just by the association of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he became so attached to him 
that he wanted to leave everything and go to Vrindavan. And his parents let him go. Another great personality was Prabodhananda Saraswati, who was Venkatpanta's brother. So this is how <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spent four months in Sri Rangam. And it has been described different brahmanas would invite Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for lunch. So Mahaprabhu stayed there taking lunch at different brahmanas' houses. But there were so many brahmanas, so when Chaturmasya was over, then they couldn't feed them and they were feeling very, very upset, very disappointed that they couldn't invite Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to their house to so in this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveled through South India. He also used to have some very nice encounters with Bhattar. Uh, one such encounter was that your Lakshmi is the most chaste lady. And she is absolutely surrendered to Narayan. But then why is she, why is she hankering for the association of Krishna? She is the most chest personality, most chest lady. Why she is hankering for the association of Krishna? And Venkatvata said, that because Narayan and Krishna is the same, so when she becomes attracted to Krishna, there is nothing wrong in it. And in this way, they had the discussion. And but through that discussion, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually pointed out that position of Krishna is even beyond. Lakshmi wanted to enter into rasa dance. Narayan said, you have to follow one of the residents of Vrindavan, one of the gopis of Vrindavan. Lakshmi said, I'm Lakshmi. How can I be submissive to someone else? Narayan said, then forget about going to Vrindavan. Then Lakshmi performed great austerities. And as a result of that, Krishna came to her and asked, Lakshmi, why are you performing such great austerities, such austerities? She said that I want to enter into your rasa dance. Then Krishna placed Lakshmi on her chest. And that is how Lakshmi Devi got the entrance to Rasada. And in this way, pointed out the way to enter into Vrindavan is by being submissive or surrendered to one of the residents of Vrindavan. The residents of Vrindavan are known as Ragatmika Bhaktas. 
and when one becomes a follower of a ragatmika bhakta that bhakti devotion is called raganuga bhakti anuga means following following a ragatmika bhakta is raganuga bhakti that brings uh, one recollection in my mind maybe i'll just present it actually <clears throat> recently recently in the mean recently in the sense few years back maybe its trend started in about mid 90s some is devotees were some individuals were saying that prabhupada did not give us everything so to get the higher stuff we have to go to them because prabhupada didn't give us everything and what prabhupada didn't give prabhupada didn't give us raganuga bhakti so in order to in order to defeat that misconception i gave a seminar in mayapur during the gbc meeting and the topic of the seminar was shila prabhupad gave us everything shila prabhupad gave us everything and how did i point out in simple words as i mentioned raganuga bhakti means following a ragatmika bhakta of vrindavan now yes that's true but at the same time rupa goswami is saying shruti smriti puranaadi पंचरात्र विधिंग बिना ऐकानिकी हरेर भक्तिर उत्पात कल्पते हाउ मेनी ऑफ यू नो दिस वर्ड्स ओके सो या श्री राधा प्रभु मस्ट नो सो व्हाट्स द ट्रांसलेशन ऑफ दिस वर्ड्स गिव इन द माइक Radharan Prabhu is a real scholar. And who is a real disciple? <laughs> and Guru, from what I understand, um, anything which is not in pursuance of Shruti, Smriti, Puranadi, and the Pancharatika revelation is simply a disturbance yeah. to society. A bhakti bhakti, a beating vina, which means that beating means rules and regulations. So if devotional service is executed no matter how earnest it may be but if it is not following the rules and regulations given by shruti smriti puran etc then it creates a disturbance right i mean that's what shiradaman prabhu mentioned so so that means one must follow bhakti 
if devotional service is executed without following Vaidhi Bhakti, then it simply creates disturbance. Right? And we saw that. Those people, those who introduced that, it simply created disturbance. Now the point is, devotional service must be executed following rules and regulations of the scriptures, which is called Vaidhi Bhakti. But there is another kind of bhakti, Raganuga bhakti. Right? Raganuga bhakti means that one follows the footsteps of one of the residents of Vrindavan who are Ragatmika bhaktas. So, in simple words, we have to follow Vaidhi bhakti. And what is the Vaidhi bhakti for us? What is, what are we? supposed to do? Follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And how to follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What is the Vaidhi Bhakti? Jaggai Sankirtana Praya. Congregational chanting of the holy name. That is the Vaidhi Bhakti for this age. To follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, through Sankirtan, when we follow Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, now there is the catch. Who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Huh? Who is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Srimati Radharani. Now, who is the best of the Ragatmika Bhaktas? So, when you are following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are you following? Radharani, the best of the Ragatmika Bhaktas. So, doesn't, doesn't it automatically become Raganuga Bhakti? So, Vaidhi Bhakti in this way is becoming Raganuga Bhakti. So did Srila Prabhupada give the perfect process? And it is not that Srila Prabhupada is concocting something new. This is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to wide open the door of Vrindavan. And the process is, now to enter into Vrindavan, we have to follow Raghavanuga Bhakti. But the scriptures are saying, Especially, uh, this is another consideration. Especially when this is this devotional service is practiced in such a way, in such a way, like so many people, like yes, you can follow Raganuga. One can follow Raganuga, but where? far away from everything, in a remote place where you are just alone by yourself or just a few other like-minded individuals. Not in the city where so many people are performing devotional service. So, this is the, the point that, uh, anyway, that this was the theme of that seminar. Now, is there any reason, is there any need to go anywhere else? Srila Prabhupada gave us the perfect process. Therefore, let's just follow that. And the rest will automatically happen. 
this is the divine arrangement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He will take care of it. Okay, I'll open the question and answer session. Before that, I'll just narrate one very interesting story. Not story, very interesting happening. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had a great devotee. His name was Saranga Thakur. He used to take care of the deities of Radha Krishna in a place, one in one of the islands of Navadip called Mamgachi or Modadrumati. And every day from there he used to come to take part in Mahaprabhu Sankirtan at night, Mahaprabhu's congregational chanting at night at Srivastaku's house and then in the morning he used to go back and he used to take care of the deities. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu one day told him, Sharanga, you become so old. So you give initiation to somebody and get an assistant so that who can so that he can help you in your devotional service. He said, Look, I'm not qualified to accept disciples. Then Mahaprabhu insisted and he was trying to trying to avoid that pressure, saying that he was not qualified. And then he said, I couldn't find anyone who is qualified to accept as a disciple. Then finally he became so exasperated due to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's persuasion. He said, okay, tomorrow morning, whoever I see for the first time, whoever I see first, I'll give him initiative. So Mahaprabhu said, fine. <laughs> so early in the morning, he went to Ganga to take bath. And at that time, he saw that one, you see, they used to make raft those days in Bengal with banana stem, banana plants. The stem of the banana floats and they put together and that floats in the river and on that there was the dead body of a young boy. So beautiful young boy whose head was just shaved, he was wearing silk dread cloth, had a Brahmin thread and but he was bitten by a snake and he died. So when somebody dies out of snake bite, his body is not burnt. His body is actually put in a raft and make, make it float in the river. So Sharanga Thakur thought, okay, this is the first person I met, so I'll give him. <laughs> so he thought this is how he'll avoid this commitment from that he made to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he chanted the mantra in the ear of that boy, dead body. And the boy just sat up. <laughs> and then he described what actually happened. 
that uh, he was from a village uh, in Bardhavan district called Gushkara. He was from a Brahmana family, a Goswami family. And that day he got initiated. But that evening he got beaten by a snake. And that's all he remembered. And then probably his body was kept on that raft and made to float. And uh, Sharanga Thakur, as he gave the mantra, he came to life. And he declared that his name was actually Murari. So from that time, he became known as Murari of Sharanga. <laughs> Sharanga Murari. So, <laughs> so these are the amazing happenings by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees. Hare Krishna, all glories to Sri Prabhupada, Gaur Premanande, Hare Hare. So, how many questions are there today? Yes, Shamananda. As you were explaining, we just need to follow the process of writing about it automatically. I wanted to ask something about this book, which is now um, Raghunath Daskaswami's book, Mahashikshana, which is being, um, I'm was in Cape Town recently, she gave a course. So that book is a stepwise process, if I understand it correctly, for entering into Vrindavan. So does that book be open to those that are ready, you know, that otherwise it's closed? Or how does that fit in? The thing is, you see, there are books on Raghunath Bhakti. As I say, it can be practiced, but not in a large uh, institutional way. One can, you see, like these are the internal development, and that can be, that should be done in a rather isolated and secluded place. Like, for example, did our acharyas display ecstatic symptoms in public? Why didn't they do that? Because they're not meant to be, because that simply creates a disturbance. Like that reminds me, once <clears throat> one snake charmer was singing the glory of Lord Shiva. And hearing that glorification of Lord Shiva, Haridas Thakur started to dance in ecstasy. And seeing that, like everybody was impressed uh, that, you know, like how seeing the ecstatic symptoms of Haridas Thakur. So there was a Brahmana and he thought uh, that he is getting, by displaying this symptoms, he is getting so much acclamation. So he also started to, <laughs> and now the snake chairman picked up a stick and started to beat the Brahman, <laughs> and he ran away from him. <laughs> so it's not something that should be imitated, and the possibility of imitation can be there when there, these symptoms are displayed in public. That's the, yes, Sri Radharaman. Well, thank you so much. Um, 
Unfortunately, I have a number of questions. <laughs> sure. I don't want to take up time from everybody else. So um, I'll start, and then please feel free. I can continue tomorrow if uh, required. So, Guru, my first question is on the Nibarka Sampradaya. So yesterday you spoke about Keshav Kashmiri and how he surrendered, and we know that he wrote the Kamadipika that elaborates on the Gopal Mantra. So there was a clear aspect of surrender. And then opposed to that, we have Balabharacharya. And as we know in Chaitanya Chaitanya, the relationship wasn't, um, it didn't follow in the way that it did with Keshav Kashmiri. So I would like you to just say a few words um, to elaborate on, yeah. on this. And, and the reason for this is because, especially in the UK, and I'm not sure about South Africa, there is quite a large following of the Pushti Marg. <clears throat> okay, to, about Nimbarkachari, I mean about Keshav Kashmiri. Although he was from Nimbarka Sampradaya, but he was not an Acharya of that Sampradaya. So when he became a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it did not really make any kind of a, a turmoil or you know, up, you know, like effect in the Nimbarka Sampradaya as such. <clears throat> Whereas with Balavacharya, it's different. Balavacharya was actually a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he was a very exalted personality. He was actually patronized by the king. So you can well imagine what was, how opulent and how influential he was. But he was a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Kavi Karnapur in Gorganadish Dipika described Balavacharya as an incarnation of Sukadeva Goswami. So in our Sampradaya, Balavacharya is perfectly situated. He took initiation from Gadadhar Pandit. But Balavacharya's followers also, his son, were great patrons of the Goswamis of Vrindavan. When Jiva Goswami arranged the books to be transported to Bengal from Vrindavan, the written by the Goswamis, because Vrindavan was a forest and Bengal was the place where things were happening. So he decided to send those books to Bengal through Srinivas Acharya, Narutamdas Thakur and Shamananda. It was Balavacharya's son who actually made all the arrangement for transporting the books. So we can see how closely they were connected to, to Gauriya Vaishnava Sampradaya. But the trouble actually started when Chaitanya Charitamrita came out. And in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is description of how at different occasions Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu chastised Vallavacharya. And his, mostly not his sons, but grandsons and others, could not really accept that. Because in their eyes, he was so exalted and they could not tolerate that you know, their Acharya was being chastised in this way. And that's why they cut off, cut their connection. 
so much so that they started to call Balavacharya as Mahaprabhu. They severed all connections. They they have this temple at the the Gopal Dechi, which was actually discovered by Madhavendra Puri in Vrindavan. But they are actually worshipping that deity as uh, uh, Srinath Ji. But they don't identify, they don't accept that it was Madhavendra Puri who actually retrieved the deity. They don't have any history. They don't say, they don't admit. So that's the problem, you know, like, but the but the point is, if we go to the ultimate consideration, if the Lord chastises somebody, what's wrong in that? But the problem is when they do not accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Balavacharya's relationship with Him, that ends up with this problem. Thank you very much. Um, my next question was about uh, Keshav Bharati. So, Guru Maharaj, there's a mystery which I would like you to please unfold for me. Uh, the mystery is between Keshav Bharati and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the giving of the Sanyas Mantra. Not so clear about um, who gave who and why Mahaprabhu recited it. Yeah, Keshav Bharati didn't want to give him the mantra. Mahaprabhu recited the mantra and Keshav Bharati repeated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you mentioned today that um, in the Shankara Sampradaya there is Dashanami, Saraswati, Ashram, Giri, etc. And it's um, clearly Mahaprabhu didn't accept one of those titles. Chaitanya mm-hmm. uh, Mahaprabhu did not accept one of the Dashanami titles. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He Bharati? Well, no, he did not. He, he maintained his name as Krishna Chaitanya. But Krishna Chaitanya actually is a Brahmachari name. But he didn't accept the Bharati title as such. I think he himself told him to <laughs> to maintain that name. Um, yes. Um, in Vedanta Sutra, uh, Guru Maharaj, when we read Bhagavad Gita, it becomes through Prabhupada's purpose. It makes us feel as if Prabhupada has revealed such a high level of knowledge that it becomes very obvious that Vedanta Krit, Vedavid, that clearly behind the Brahma Sutras is Lord Shri Krishna. And sometimes when we hear about how it wasn't so obvious to other great scholars, in my mind, I realize on how elevated Shri Prabhupada was yeah. to make that direct connection. Right. Yeah, that's the difference, you see, like... You see, that's the difference uh, in having the revelation from a pure devotee. From Prabhupada, what we are actually give, getting is a revelation of the spiritual reality. Whereas others, they gave some intellectual understanding, which was 
not really in proper proper spiritual domain like they were giving their concocted ideas like one great scholar indian scholar he is giving a thing that krishna when he when he comes when the lord comes to the material nature he becomes affected by the modes of material nature and that's why he performs it that's why he acts this way see the difference krishna is the maya dish but they are presenting him as maya thin <laughs> so the whole you know understanding is completely distorted it's not knowledge it's ignorance that they give Thank you. Uh, Guru earlier you mentioned that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took the sins of Jagya Mathai. And we also understand in Gita that Lord Krishna says, Ahampam Sarvabhavya. So my question was about the spiritual master. That um, what is the theory with regards to the sins of the disciples taken by the spiritual master in the same way that any uh, sinful reactions that is created by the wife is taken by the husband? And what should be our meditation in terms of being cautious? Well, on the part of the spiritual master, you should feel that, well, I'm prepared to accept anything for the sake of Krishna, in order to help these individuals to approach Krishna. But the disciples should feel that let's not burden him with our sinful reaction. Final question. Okay, last one. Thank you so much. Uh, my final one is very much. You were speaking about Raghu Bhakti, and I just had a comment, and I just wanted to get your insight on this. Um, I heard your lectures that you gave in my report because it's been recorded, and one of the points you mentioned was about the law of Kabisam being next to a devotion as presented by Sri Aparapa. It becomes apparent to us that we follow the Sri Aparapa, and there is, isn't really anybody as advanced from a devotional perspective than Sri Aparapa. So the way that Aparapa lived his life, and what he exemplified is really going to be whatever we can achieve. And nobody would ever say that Prabhupada hasn't attained the highest state of devotional service. So I'm just thinking that actually the point that you mentioned about Nectar of Devotion being our source of Radhanuga, our source of developing spontaneous love to Sri Krishna as a Prabhupada Nuga, I'm just thinking actually that there isn't really anything else outside of that that's required. And you mentioned this point in your lecture as well, how we're Prabhupada followers. And whatever step Prabhupada has achieved is the highest. And we can also attain as servants of his followers in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we don't have to, as I said, like, we don't have to go anywhere else. Prabhupada gave us everything. And even if, we, even if it comes to that understanding, uh, even if it's a matter of intellectual understanding, don't we have everything in Chaitanya Charitamrita? Everything is there. And then it has been further elaborated in the nectar of devotion. So Prabhupada gives us everything. The trouble starts when you don't read Prabhupada's books and try to explore outside and try to get it cheap. Thank you. Thank you.
So, any other question? You have a question? No. Huh? Okay. So you can make the announcement. Oh, there is one question. This one is Taralika Devi Dasi. You mentioned this morning that Gaya is the best place to offer Pinda to our forefathers. Does this also apply to devotees? Then why did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu go and do it himself? If it is not meant for devotees, yes. When Mahaprabhu himself went to offer Pinda for his father, like doesn't it clearly indicate? Uh, yes. Um, why did when it's another common topic, but when Vishnu he could have maintained his uh, expansions with the gopis and still left with her, but he chose to leave altogether. <clears throat> well, as I mentioned earlier that these pastimes are like a drama, like a play on a stage. And, and Krishna enacts them in the most perfect way. Why Krishna did, didn't do that, uh, let's not get into that. Uh, like a very famous director makes a movie. Do we question, why didn't you want to do the way I wanted to be? Do we say that? Or do we just go to the theater? Of course, we don't watch movies. <laughs> but a drama. Like, don't we just get absorbed? If you really want to enjoy that drama, then don't question. Do you question why Shakespeare wrote Julius Caesar the way he did? Or Macbeth the way he did? I never heard of anybody question. Now what to speak of the way Krishna presents his pastime. Krishna would have done so many things. But he does that. You see, if, okay, let's put it this way. If one, if Krishna maintained his expansions and kept on dancing with all the gopis and one part of him went running after Radharani, then would Radharani's glory be established? So, simple point, in order to establish the unique position of Srimati Radharani, he did that. Alright? Yes. Um, Maharaj, I find um, the culture that's represented within Chaitanya Charitamrita to be very attractive. Um, and I believe that a lot of the things that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did, as you've just mentioned, was so that we would learn from the, the actions that he was performing. Something that I personally have found, having um, been a part of ISKCON, is that sometimes I can't correlate the culture that was present at that time to the culture that's being followed today um, in many, many areas. One that I mentioned yesterday about education, um, about performance of rites, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed the Gaya ceremony, but even today in Iskon, if you discuss Shraddha ceremony or anything, you'll look down upon why are you doing these other ceremonies. 
Um, he left his wife and his mother who were alone. Um, but today in Scotland, remarriage after divorce is accepted or even encouraged sometimes. So these points to me, I have a bit of confusion about. So please would you help? Well, I mean, as you yourself mentioned, times are changing. Like can you imagine, I mean, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you are considering why did he leave his old elderly mother and young wife at, left behind and took sannas. Can you imagine Ramchandran letting Sita go through fast test? If you, if you try to do that now, what will happen? Right? But at that time it was alright because the social structure was like that. And on top of everything is the Supreme Personality of Godhead is doing that. Right? Now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left his mother and wife behind and took sannas. But did the undergo any difficulty apart from the separation from him? And, and that's why nowadays, you know, things, as I said, things are changing. Like one thing I do in India, when some young boy joins, I ask them whether they have any liability towards their family. And I make it a point to make sense of money to their family. Because that is, you know, some families are depending upon their young members' earning. So, Try to take care of them at least, you know, that the boy the boys have joined, but we can, you know, help the family to some extent. So nowadays, of course, you know, it's happening. So many devotees at a young age have taken sannas, leaving their family behind. Things are going on. Life is going on. I mean, I'm saying that the family situation is not really being affected that way. Yes, Krishna Charan. Hare Krishna, Dumaj. Um I know very often for our protection you don't delve very deeply into the rasas and these pastimes, but since you've been explaining the conversations with Ramananda Rai, I thought if you could elaborate further on the aspects of Madhurya, the Svakya, Parikya and the different grades, if you feel so. Today, well, the time is actually short. Tomorrow. short. Maybe tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> good question. Sure, we'll do it tomorrow. Okay, so now we'll go into another aspect. Today is Braja Vilas's birthday and they have brought a cake. So it was very thoughtful of them. When I got to know that, I asked whether we can have a cake here. And they said, no, we already brought a cake. And so Braja Vilas, come here. looks like 
it is Brajavilas's third birthday. <laughs> light it, light it. So everybody can chant happy birthday to you or Hare Krishna to you. What happened to the knife? Give it the knife. What's huh? that? Yeah, and cut the thing. Okay, blow the can. Hare Krishna. 